Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Everybody and welcome to Neon Twilight with your host Solaris Blue Raven. Tonight we're going to be going into the mystical Christianity and the Holy Grail and uh, a little bit of, of um, Arthurian legends too. So it's going to be a very eclectically oriented flow of insight and information that, that we're going to be kicking into. Um, Welcome to the show, Solaris. Uh, you picked this topic, and it's a it's a doozy. Well, thank you, and, and thank you. Uh, it's always a pleasure to connect with you again. So thank you, Barbara, and welcome, everybody. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Um, you know, we both kind of went through the material a little bit, and you know, the concept of mystic, <clears throat> excuse me, Christianity is very interesting. You, you kind of think of Christianity as kind of linear, but when you bring the mystical alchemy forward with this, and I, and I see that there's a lot of almost paganism, symbolism, and also metaphors. We can probably dive into that a little bit, but it's very interesting, this chapter. And, of course, I have a, a very um, interesting inter- – well, I'm very interested in King Arthur, so. And the oh, yeah. Merlin and all that wonderful – the tales of old, you know, so. Yeah, well, you know, I, you know when, when, when I looked at the title and I said, you know, mystical Christianity, what the heck is that? And, and I was surprised. It's, it's not your standard – religious Christianity it's a more mystical form of it and um, it, it comes from a, a different place and I was I was really um, intrigued by by the by the interpretation that Manly P. Hall put into all of this in that um, Christos or the sun god did not necessarily mean Jesus. It meant, you know, somebody who had risen to the level of of the Christos consciousness. And mm-hmm. so and and so and then he points out that throughout time there have been many that have gotten to that level to that point that had that Christos um energetic that could do the the magic and the mysteries and the you know and and all of the stuff that that Jesus eventually did as well but he was part of a mm-hmm. lineage 
he was not um, the only one that ever had that element of consciousness. And I think that's something that, that so many people, when they get when when they get into talking of Christianity, they're talking of from a religious standpoint as opposed to a mystical standpoint. And the mystical, to me, was far more entertaining actually than the, than the Bible, which was mm-hmm. written by a whole bunch of men. Um, right and. And, 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 you know, the, the Bible was creating a religion. Mystical Christianity mm-hmm. explains um, a consciousness, and they're very different. The, though Jesus mm-hmm. did fit a lot of the criteria over his lifetime, um, in in many places, I think one of the things that fascinated me was that according to disciples and according to many other um, uh, historical people of the time, Jesus did live beyond the crucifixion. He did not. He was not crucified. He did not die. He lived into his later years. And there are many. Um, there are many places out there that, that speak of his being, especially the one that I remember is of him being in in India, being called Isa. And and actually, his grave is there, and um, you can visit his grave there in India. So, mm-hmm. you know, it to me it was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not right. what the Bible talks about, and yet the Bible talks very little about a lot of this, except they they talk about him in reference to prophecies that have been made, and how he filled prophecies. And it makes one wonder, did they create this person in retrospect to fulfill a prophecy as opposed to speaking about a living, breathing human person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's like they cherry-picked everything. Once again, censorship and editing when it comes down to any type of ancient text, including Bibles. But I, I do find it interesting, and, and I agree with you insofar as the Christos, the Christed one, the anointed one, and I believe that we probably had this discussion before, but the, the higher self over the superconscious aspect all correlates to that. So divinity within the cosmic lineage, which was our starseed bloodline, in my opinion. So I, I look at mm-hmm. it in a corridor, but I find it to be, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I see when I look at this whole thing, and it, and it is a metaphor in a sense, and you kind of wonder if they did it on purpose. They left so much out. Was it on purpose in a sense of just editing and control, or was it just um, to leave the mystery there and make people do the work? Well, I think in many ways they, they, uh, whoever was writing the Bible at that particular time when Constantine said, put a Bible together for me, um, they had to have a story, and in order to have a story, they had to have a main character, and so Jesus became that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm not speaking of my own, you know, my own belief system here. I'm talking about what it, it appears that this is what happened according to Manly P. Hall. And, and it, it is interesting in that they took uh, fables and they took legends and they wove them all together into a one person. But then if you go back and you look throughout history, especially in, in Greece, 
um, there are many that, that were born teachers who had disciples who were crucified for their beliefs and things like that. There, it, it's not that he was mm-hmm. the only one. And and I think the interesting thing is when it comes to they 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 talk they don't talk much at all about his his life until he began teaching and then he taught for a year and he died and it just doesn't make sense to me there's there's mm-hmm. there's something wrong with right. it there's something missing with it um, and yes we're going back two thousand years and you know it, it's hard to put this all together but according to the um, those those historians of the day and Josephus is the main one. He mentioned that there was a Jesus Christ, but he didn't go into much detail, and he didn't go into the crucifixion, and he didn't go into a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. if you, if you do research back into the now the Egyptians had wonderful histories, the Romans had good histories. If you go back into those histories of, of the of two thousand years ago, you don't find mention of Jesus wandering the hillsides and everything else and yet and yet according to those people that wrote the Bible, you know, it it was a big deal. So mm-hmm. you do you do right. wonder is the Bible a textbook of philosophy as opposed to a person? Is mm-hmm. is the Bible cre- creating a person to worship it, 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 the whole thing was to create a religion and when you create right. a religion you have to have people to worship so mm-hmm. if you look at it purely from a yeah yeah if, if you look at it purely from a political standpoint um it makes sense what they did and mm-hmm. you know if yeah. he, and, and having him reporting that he survived the crucifixion or or even the accusations and went on to live a very good life teaching in India that that is not the kind of material you need to base a religion on you have to have someone who has sacrificed his life and if if you don't have someone you create someone mhm right exactly so that kind of dovetails into the, the Arthur the legend of king arthur in a sense of just a the mythology behind it, to some degree, there's this, there's this kind of nebulous aspect to Arthur, the round table, but also esoteric symbolism as well. And even with the Christ, I mean, that's esoteric symbolism. It's mystery school teachings to some degree, even though it was rewritten and re-identified in the books of religion and Bibles. And I, th- I think it was all about control manipulation for that. And definitely, um, I think you're right. I think you're very right on a lot of levels, but it comes down to why they did what they did. But in my opinion, it's still alchemy. And when you look at it, and the idea behind people having to suffer and go through so much pain and, and it's just the torture and the persecution, you know, in my opinion, I don't believe we have to go through that at all. I, I don't find that maybe a self journey or a shadowing of self when you're going through your own gnosis in the dark, you know, tides of the mind, but not, not like a physical aspect of going through something like that. That's just me. Well, no, no, I agree with you. I think that, that, we do go through a dark night of the soul, all of us at some point in time in our life. And it, it isn't always apparent to other people that we're going through that dark night in the soul, that that questioning of faith, that questioning of purpose in life, that that being, you know, coming to face-to-face with ourselves in the mirror and either liking or not liking what we see and, and making changes. So that um, 
we all go through that and and at some point in time in our lives sometimes many many times depending on you know the person and the consciousness and and all of those those things rolled in, up into one but it does feel to me as though um you, you know it it's the Bi- i've always said the bible was allegorical it was symbolic it was you know it was giving us a a message but it was it was it was a a subtle message it wasn't in the black and white it isn't in the story it's a story and it, what the story teaches something um jesus supposedly taught by parables and that's what the bible mm-hmm. is it's another parable mhm exactly yeah and think about how long people have been going through those cycles and belief systems and you know you put that energy into the ether and it does manifest to some degree and so far it's something tangible but not not as tangible as people realize when you get into the, the oversoul aspects of what we're really doing here on this world, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, well, that's a good question, and these days it's a really good question. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but you know, you, you you get to a point where we're in, in your development, evolution, transformation, whatever you want to call it, where you do begin to question and you do begin to... Um, and try to understand things to a deeper level than than you have before and and quite often you see the symbols and you understand that they're symbols and then trying to figure out what they mean is a whole other trip for you but uh I think that everybody gets to a point in time in their life where they do they they step back and they have that dark night of the soul where they are all mm-hmm. alone in the wilderness and they have to make choices for themselves and um yep. You know the 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 story of Jesus in the desert with the devil. You know, saying, "I'll give you everything. All you have to do is, you know, forsake, you know, God." And and it. I think we all have that moment in time. I, I can I can remember a couple of my own where where it was kind of like I felt like something bad was going to happen to me, and yet I felt I was protected. And I I, I went back and forth between, you know. Do I do I choose an easy way out or do I continue on the way I'm going? And you know, obviously I'm here, so I continued on. But um, it's 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 kind of like we have those times in our lives when when we're even if we're surrounded by tons of people, we are all alone. And and you know, everyone has felt that. Everyone has been at a place in time in their life where, no matter how many people were around them, they felt all alone. They felt as though they Nobody got where they were, and they had to handle things by themselves. And it was a, it, 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 it's a serious, mm-hmm. frightening, and and exciting period of time. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, going through those cycles of progression sometimes opens up the self to that awareness of of who we really are as as multidimensional, higher self related beings, and also the, that source, creator source. I mean, you define it is also the overseer to some degree. So even through those dark tides. You know, sometimes I think we try to control, at least I know myself and in the past and the illusion of, I've always had that, you know, trying to get in the way and control and manipulate the outcome or at least, you know, try to do my best in personal will. And sometimes you just have to let go of that. So I do find that through the crisis and especially during this timeline, I think that people are going to be forced into going through that as well, where there's just, there's an overseeing energetic that's beyond this realm that will assist on that level and they'll tune in and dial into it consciously and subconsciously. That's just my own take. Probably digress, but... No, no, I, I agree with you. I think that 
that coming coming face to face with reality and and not having any control over it other than I accept or I don't accept um, it, it it puts you in 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 a very unique unusual position and I think that that certainly that was a time frame for humanity two thousand years ago however many whatever it was where where it was time for people to make choices and decisions, and they did. Now, if that situation had happened today, it would have been very different because, of course, you know, there are more questions to ask and there are more, you know, you you, you don't know who's wearing the white hats anymore. Or, no, nobody's mm-hmm. wearing a white hat. They're all wearing gray right. hats. So yep. it, it's kind of like, okay, so we don't know who's, who's right and who's wrong, and therefore we have to step back and we have to make choices and decisions within ourselves. And that's hard when, when suddenly everything is taken away and all you have to rely upon is yourself. That's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because after all these years, even with the Christ teachings and the religion, the story is the same. There's no growth. It's the same program over and over again. And I look at things like yeah. that, like, what happened? It went, it's like a dead end. No offense to anybody. But I'm just saying, it, it just feels like what stopped? No, nobody got it. Nobody got more information, more access, more gnosis. It was just like it just went to one book, uh, what, however it wants to be defined, and that's it. And then close the chapter, and that's the way it is, and there's nothing else. And to me, that's, that's, that is a suspect thing right there when I look at it. Well, when the Bible was written after they chose all the books, Constantine ordered all of the other material burned so that nobody would have the opportunity to take a look at the other sides of arguments and questions and stuff like that. Now, today, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're finding parchments and things like that, that that escaped the fire, so to speak. But um, I don't know. I, get, I just get the feeling that, that organized religion the way it is now is not going to survive. Now, spiritual mm-hmm. aspects are certainly going to, to continue to grow and expand and, and, and stuff like that, but, but organized religion is so locked into the Talmud or, or the Bible or, you know, it's, it's locked into that material that was written so very long ago and it's not current. It, it you know, mm-hmm. You know the Ten Commandments certainly apply to everybody, but but it's, there's got to be more. There's got to be a deeper sense of understanding of where the consciousness is going and what is going to guide mm-hmm. it, and um, and and those things you find within yourself. But but mm-hmm. the 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 mystical Christianity I found fascinating because it really didn't take you to you know the creation of Christianity. It didn't really say okay so that's that's all of this goes together and it creates christianity it kind of just left you hanging it's like you know mm-hmm. th- this was reference to this and this was reference to that and it's it you know this comes from egypt this comes from greece and and so it it it, it takes everything away but doesn't leave you with anything it, except obviously mm-hmm. the fact that you search within and it's it's a journey within and 
nobody can give you a handbook. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what yeah, exactly. that's what everybody is that's what everybody is looking for. You know, just give me the handbook. Tell me exactly what to do and how to do it, and then I'll get to where I have to be. And the reality mm-hmm. is, if you don't find it within yourself, and it's different for everybody. That's what I think is so important for people to hear. It's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, absolutely. you you can't you can't do what your neighbor does you can't i mean there's no way i could have lived through what what you went through and you probably wouldn't have had thrills going through what i went through so but but Mm -hmm. it it got each of us to this point in time with a different set of background materials but to the same Mm -hmm. place and and i think that that's what everybody has to hear that there is not one way in order to get to that place of enlightenment or on your road to enlightenment i mean i'm not saying that that um you know maybe i'm 30 or 40 watts i'm definitely not a 60 water yet but you know as far as brilliance goes (laughs) but but you know you 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 do it a little bit at a time and you take baby steps and so many people want to take giant steps and Mm -hmm. Arrive, and the, the the reality is, when you arrive, you usually croak and start all over again someplace else, another yeah, world, another it. dimension. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I agree with you on that yeah. one. But it, it is it, a frequency. It, yeah, go ahead. No, I I was going to say it's like it's like having a car and not having the owner's manual, and getting the owner's manual the day after you sell the car and get a different one. Mhm. Yeah, kind of. It's a, the journey. Idea. It's yeah. the journey. It's it's it has to be the journey. It's not arriving. It's it's how you take that journey. Do you are you nasty to people? Are you kind to people? Are you you know good to yourself or bad to yourself? Do you do kind things for the world or whatever? That's what determines your level of awareness and your spirituality. It it has nothing to do with classes you take and degrees you get. It has nothing to do with that has to do with living your life. Mm-hmm. And, right. And I think it, that part I, of that is the frequency shift, too. You know, when you're just, just in a different zone, you change the dynamic by vibration. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would, you, how would you say to somebody who wants to change their vibration or their frequency, how would you say to them, okay, this has worked for a lot of people, you might want to try this? Well, you know, we've had these discussions before, but I would say anything I know. that works for them would be from meditation, affirmations, toning, singing, uh, whatever they utilize that tunes them in and dials them into their higher self, over soul superconscious, and obviously reading the right materials that helps infuse more light into the body so that they're not, you know, when you do start to receive enlightenment, I mean, first of all, we need to let go of anything that's holding us a limitation. Sometimes that's baggage, emotional, mental, physical, whatever it is. We need to drop that and then infuse the body with more light, light energy, light consciousness, more illumination of spirit. And all that gets cycled into the system, in my opinion. Then we have the cellular, um, where the cellular regeneration starts to happen, where where energy comes through and more gnosis and information and and enlightenment, in my opinion. So I think it is a personal journey, but to start, I would do something like that. What I have noticed on the timeline, this is very challenging right now. If you're not in the right place at the right time physically, if you're living in an environmental condition where there's a lot more static in your environment, whether it's work-related, business-related, um, relationships, or just the physical states themselves, because there is a horrible, I mean, I'm saying it, I'm telling you, there's some weird energy going around, cycling around in each state, and that will affect energetically the beings that are there. 
So pay attention to that. Uh, it's just my opinion and my two cents. It's something I've noticed even where I'm at right now. So uh, that will definitely interfere with your peace of mind, you know, and, your, and the way you want to project your consciousness. That's true. Um, there are, I, I'm finding a lot of people, oh, I, good, good question for you. I have noticed that, now I've had ringing in my ears for a very long time, and it's it's not tinnitus, it's downloads. And they get louder and louder and louder, and then they kind of gentle off for a while, and they get louder and louder and louder. And I'm noticing a lot of people calling me and saying, I'm having ringing in my ears, you know, and it's like um, that's how a lot of people experience downloads. Are there other mm-hmm. ways that they experience the downloads? The ringing in the ears for me is a natural, and if ever my head went silent, I'd worry that I, you know, they ran out of material or something. <laughs> well, I think you're just dialed into other frequencies, too, and, and you're expanded your consciousness and vibration to a point where you can access that. And I agree, there's a thin line between high-frequency downloading and then where I've been, and I do know that they have some ramped up uh, covert streaming going on when it comes down to aerial warfare. So some people might be getting that, but I'm not saying they are. Uh, and for, for the downloads, I would say um, just setting the intent, maybe doing some remote viewing, or even just programming your mind before you go to sleep at night to ask for a download, a cosmic download, spiritual download, more, ask, more access to your higher self or, or source or whatever it is you want. And that's just asking and doing. And I think that people forgot how to do that. Somehow we everybody's relying on things, you know, they're just kind of, whether it's a technology, a computer, an iPhone, it's like, just do it. Just, just ask, ask the universe, ask spirit. That's what I would say. Well, I think they're asking for, I I have found so many people that, you know, can I study with you? Do I get a certificate? Um, Certificates, you know, the only thing a certificate tells you, and this goes even for a college degree, a master's degree, a PhD. The only thing it says is, you had enough money to buy it. It doesn't well, mean that you are. Yeah, that's linear. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but but. No, I agree. I know P. I know PhDs that can't tie their shoes. Right. Well, it's a boys' club, girls' club, and you look, go to Harvard and MIT and all these. No offense to anybody, but my point is that it's a club. It's a club, and it uh-huh. gives you the um, ability and access to have a great job with a lot of money. But insofar as data codes go and information, there it's very limited. But people don't know that because they're in their own little circle. They're in their own little clubs. They don't care. As long as they get their little piece of paper that says they can do something better and make lots and lots of money, they're going to do it. So, um, But, yeah, we're defined not by a piece of paper but our state of being. I mean, I don't think we're defined by anything. Quite honestly, we're, we're very infinite. If we really look at ourselves, we're just co-creators navigating timelines and consciousness. I mean, it's very – I like to use the word nebulous because I think when we take everything down to who we are as star beings and just look at the star body, that's all we are, energy. You know, and how we define ourselves here is a whole different ballpark. That's just what I see. Yeah, but, you know, well, you're absolutely right, and I agree with you, but how many people are able to step back and realize that they are riding around in an avatar, and that avatar is not really them? Correct. Oh, I don't think they know. I think a lot of them are slept. Um, I would say even possibly having, like, synthetic altars almost, or different aspects that aren't even connected to them. Who knows? Maybe a a different aspect that's running the show and they're not even involved in that. So I want to say like attachments or some kind, you know, some kind of entity, but who knows? But yeah, I think that is going on. And that's why the grail is so significant. When you talk about the earth or the grail, to me, the Holy Grail is illumination. I mean, when you drink from the Holy Grail, it's like the Holy Spirit. It's like filling your body up with what we're discussing, gnosis, uh, connection to source. You're who you really are as a spiritual consciousness, higher 
multidimensional being. I mean, I think that is a big deal. And people don't have that. They're, they're, they're just starving for that grail, and they're not getting it. And, of course, it is a personal journey. It's a spiritual journey. But somewhere along the road, and I'm sure you were the same as I, in the sense that something just put us on the path. And whether we were conscious of it or not, we just were guided to certain things. We read about certain things. We went into the, the areas where we attracted the right people into our orbits and then just we progressed. And, and I find that that's beautiful and that's magical. I don't know if that happens for everybody. Well, it, no, I, I totally agree. And one of the one of the biggest um, lessons I, I have gotten in the last forty or fifty years, I can remember sitting on my back porch talking to God at three o'clock in the morning, just you know saying hi, how are you, and you know this is what's going on in my life and I, I would like to have things change and I would like to change, I would like to make this happen or this happen or, or whatever. And, you know, I waited and, you know, I, I said, you know, very casually, you know, a burning bush is fine, a shooting star, and, you know, however you want to give me the message, I'll, I'll be happy to get it. And I heard a male voice say right out loud, just get out of the way. <laughs> and okay. and it was like that's it, <laughs> no thee or thou or whatever. But and and in reality, I was my ego was looking at my life, deciding what I should do, and then I was putting the order in for it to happen because I knew best what was right for my life, and the, my ego does not know what's right for my spirit's journey. Mm-hmm. And it it was basically get out of the way. The spirit will draw to you what's needful. Go with the flow and things will be fine. Try to manipulate it. Try to steer. Try to take control of something you have nothing, you have no frame of reference for at all. Is stupid and you'll hit the wall and get a migraine. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. knowing that, I still get migraines. <laughs> I still mm-hmm. get to places in my life where I where I want to oh fine tune something or change something just a little and and I know when it comes to my pathway that it's get out of the way things mm-hmm. will come to you and and you know that's what happens and that's how nightlight became a network I did not say I want a network I didn't say anything. I just, I guess, asked to be worthy, and and you know that was basically it. And um, over the last year, we have what four or five extra people that are on Nightlight now, and mm-hmm. none of them were sought. All of them, including you, asked if you know you could be a part, and mm-hmm. so. So waiting for people to ask to be a part was the lesson for me instead of, oh, they'd be good on the show. Why don't I see if they'd like to do a show? And and, and so I have totally taken my hands off, and I'm always blown away when someone out of the blue says, well, I'd like to do a show. And, you know, it's like and, and, and 99% of the time it's somebody that, that – I would be hesitant to ask, but was delighted to have. Because I mm-hmm. remember years before you you approached us, I think Mark approached you, um, 
you know, a couple of years earlier, and I, I remember talking to him and saying, I would love it if Solaris would do a show on night like that would be so cool. And, and you yeah. know, and then it happened, but in its own time, in its own way. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it worked. And it morphed as you know, it, <laughs> which is great. I love it. I love you being here with me during the show. It's wonderful. But it's. I think that I think people have to understand that that there really is a plan. There really is. Uh, <laughs> there's a roadmap. But if we try to take shortcuts, we get in our own way and we prolong the the whole thing. So it's it's a matter of stepping back and watching, getting out of the way, certainly participating when appropriate, but not trying to manipulate. And and that's, you know, I always want to make things better. I always want to get my hands in there and, you know, and, and, you know, jerk things around a little bit. But it doesn't work that way. No. And and it's that way not only with a radio show, but with life life itself. It's sort of like... I forget what the saying is, but it's something like, don't waste your time worrying about what you don't have. Start celebrating what you do. Mm-hmm. And nice. if you if you do that, if you celebrate what you've got, then it brings greater abundance into your life. And sometimes you have nothing. And I've been there. And... My mother said to me, you know, you are totally broke and you're in debt up to your ears and you're happy. Why? And, you know, I, I said to her, stock market can do anything it wants. It won't touch me at all. You know, I'm I'm, I'm fine. You know, I, I don't have any money so that nobody can come after me for money. And what I owe, I will pay off as I can when I can, and I have, But mm-hmm. but it's, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because there's nothing I can do. I have to let the universe take care of it, and the universe took care of it beautifully. Not in mm-hmm. any way I would have imagined, but it did. So, so, and, and I'm not saying sit back and wait for things to happen. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying live your life as best you can, as well as you can, and try not to manipulate situations, just allow them. Mm-hmm. That means you. Right. That and means you get a radar. job yeah. and you work, you know. And and um, mm-hmm. so many times, you know, people have said to me. Um, somebody just lately, who said um, she had she had two of her her dreams, had um, had died, and she really thought, you know, I won't be here next year. I, I might as well die too. And it was like. Well, wait a minute. Just because dreams die doesn't mean you die. It means you have re- you have room for more dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, and and just because you thought those were your dreams, that doesn't necessarily mean what your spirit is dreaming of, or what your spirit is trying to bring into your life. And True. let thing you know let because so often our egos get in the way and they mess us up so totally because they think they know what's best for us, and they don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, my ego gets me in more trouble, and, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> I see it coming, and I don't dodge it. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> <laughs> of course correct. But, 
Well, I, I think that's I think that's part of life. So I think you know you 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 know there's a lesson there. You figure the lesson out, and once you miss one lesson, another one hits you in the face. And I mm-hmm. I kind of I, I I said once that I thought that I, I would accept no more karmic debt. I wanted it all rolled over to the next lifetime. I would never know what what hit me when it came next lifetime because you know it would just hit me and I deal with it then, but. Um, apparently, karmic debt is still being dumped here and there, so it's it's uh, an adventure. But if you look at it that way, it doesn't make it quite so bad. You know, there are struggles, mm-hmm. but you, you, you and that old saying, you know, God never gives you more than you can deal with. And mm-hmm. what, who was it? It was Mother Teresa who had a saying that was, "I know God thinks very highly. I I know God thinks very highly of me. I just wish He didn't think." So highly of me that he gives me so much to do. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it is a it is a strange uh, timeline. I mean, this has been very intense for everybody. So, uh, you know, if everybody's dealing with a little extra, whether it's inertia or just uh, maybe maybe the personality being too intense or whatever, I think it's just part of the course right now. We're in the midst of a lot of uh, transitioning. So that uh-huh. that to me, I see. I, I call it the transfiguration to some degree. It is a burning away. Um, you know, uh, just feels that way to me. I mean, not only physically with forest fires and this and the other, there's just something else transmuting alchemically that's burning and, and purging and destroying with fire. And and to me, that is a huge alchemical process. So, and it doesn't mean we just like go poof, you know, it just means that to me, I see the world like that. Everything is alchemically changing in a harsh way. Um, people are not being very kind to each other, not everybody, but you see what's going on and what's happening here and there with these different areas with Russia and this, that and the other. And it just gets intense. You know, the energetic is spiking. Now, even if we ignore it, even if we don't watch the news, the energetic signatures are still spiking up from the behavioral patterns of people that are that are working in those hives that are that are creating this havoc. So I look at it as alchemical change. Like a, like it's just a wave of alchemy changing the field. And that's that's pretty much what I'm seeing. So if people are having this strange dream time or whatever it is, I know I don't know if I told you this, but I've been getting flight paths all of a sudden decided to come through my area, my house. So I have a flight change where, where flight paths from airlines are now constantly over my house, okay, which is extremely yeah. disturbing to me. And I've contacted yeah. FAA and I've contacted, I've been complaining, and I'm like, I'm actually debating whether or not I want to move because I don't want this anymore. This is too much. And I'm not talking like one or two planes an hour. We're talking nonstop. And first of all, you have to ask wow. yourself, what changed? What changed? What happened? But I live up in the mountains away from people. So what happened? So I'm just using myself as an example, but but it is interesting. That changed my whole environment. You know, I went from peace with birds and nice quiet to noise nonstop with jets. It's insanity. Yeah, that can Crazy. that can definitely uh, get on your nerves for sure. Well, it does. It gets me kind of um, I can't explain it. It just kind of fires me up. You know, I can feel the dragon in me. Kind of the scales are kind of moving. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being in my lair and having people surround you with all these noises. And, and it's not like they're just like, you know, flying like you can see them from your window. They're literally going directly over the house. It's crazy. So I'm just, wow. I don't want to digress with it, but I just want to give you an example of the weird that's going on and, and why um, I look at this like disturbance. You know, everything's a disturbance. And even if you get away from it and you create your own sanctuary, there's something atmospheric-wise that's trying to disturb and shake it up. So that's why I keep saying alchemical change in process, you know, because it's really weird. Well, so it, if anybody it's has any true. And, 
let me know. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, I think everyone is is going through a major change, and and when you do that, it's it's like a snake. You're shedding a, one skin to let another one emerge, and sometimes mm-hmm. the tightness of the old skin is so frustrating and and restricting that you're almost claustrophobic in your own skin. Mm-hmm. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So that I so agree that, that. Um, so that there is people are more easily upset these days than ever before. People mm-hmm. are 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 more more inclined to fly off the handle than ever before. Um people are not as tolerant as once they were. There's there's a sense of I don't have time to play this game. Mm-hmm. And where where people um I, I, I've noticed uh, a, a lot of people I know are either buying or selling um a house and people are saying this is the price. If you want it at this price, fine, but I'm not going to bargain with you. I'm not going to haggle with you. I'm not going to go back and forth. Um, I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot more of that. You know, us- usually mm-hmm. it was it was a give and a take and a bargaining thing. Not anymore. It's that's the price. That's what I want. I'll wait for the next person if you're not it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So it's you know it, there's that there. There's the fact that there are shortages of strange and wonderful things out there. And, you know, every time you try to um, build up something in your garage, um, it turns out you're building up the wrong thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that frustration. There's, there's, you know, first of all, they're saying there's going to be a wheat shortage, and then there's going to be another kind of shortage. And um, it's it's like, just tell me, what to prepare for, and I'll prepare. But giving me all of these 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 mixed signals is driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I, the whole idea know, is to create that confusion and also fear. Well, you know, I I, I survived the toilet paper shortage. Um, yes, you need and, a T-shirt for that. <laughs> I have okay. one. I have one. I have one. It's it's it's. Three cats, four cats with masks on them, and it says 2020, the year when shit got real, and instead of zeros on this 20s, it's toilet paper. Um, oh, that's cute. And and I've got toilet paper. You know, I I can supply the town for a while in my garage, but that's not what they're going to have shortages of this time, and and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Um, and, and then I have friends who are getting the um, the emergency food stuff, the the prepper stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good for twenty five yeah, years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bucket of that, which, which will last me for fifty two meals. Um, oh. And and you know it's it's kind of like you don't know what it is that is going to be crucial that you're going to run out of. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's sort of like get a freezer and stock it up. What if they cut the power? Then you're out of the electricity mm-hmm. and you're free. You know, I mean, I can I can mm-hmm. I can think of all sorts of things we can do, but also 
the the alternative of what's going to, you know, what's going to happen. My biggest fear is an EMP that takes out the Internet. Well, can't that be left would, in the universe, that, right? Yeah. It's high probability. <laughs> no, I, I say that, no, I mean, but it is. It's high probability. That would be one of the ones they would use. But, yeah, um, you, you think you'd be okay without the Internet, or is it just you're, you're connected to it energetically or your shows, basically? <laughs> Do you think you'd have it's, a hard time? Uh, if you strike me as someone who can adjust. Yeah, but, but you know, it's, it's, okay, so without the Internet, I don't have communication with any of my friends. Mm-hmm. Without the Internet, I don't have a radio show. Right. Without the Internet, which which has been the purpose of my life for the last 13 or 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, without the Without the Internet... Um, most of the books that I read, I read on on Kindle because that's easier for me. But there wouldn't be a need for me to read a book a week if I wasn't doing a radio show. Right, so chain reaction there. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm staying in the bucket in the sense of the radio shows, and yeah, I do a lot of work online, no doubt about it. Well, Well, that's the other thing. All all my writing is is online. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my website is online. So so if you mm-hmm. took the internet away from us well well for me especially, oh I would I would feel lost. Mhm. Right. Well you establish yourself in that ether, you know. A different kind of ether. Yeah. And I did too. I mean, you know, I remember when it first came out and I never used a computer and I remember the year it started coming out and I I, I started it with a very minimal website. Nowadays, you know, I've I built everything up and you have too. And the radio shows, yeah, we do everything online. So, yeah, it is a big deal. Um, so so hopefully that we won't get to that level. But I find that the strange that's going on right now is unnecessary. We don't need to go through this war zone. We we just don't need to do this. And it seems like it's a progression that they're just wanting to push, you know, push everybody off that cliff. So, you know, preparation is a well, great you know, idea. I like the water purification, you know. I think people should have that for sure. And the, and the storable food. Yeah. So those are things that can you can have. And if you lose power, you still have those. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, uh, you know, and not only that, but, you know, the fuel for the cars, that's so expensive now. It's, it's you know, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If I if I had to survive without the Internet, I would probably find a church and do a lot of volunteer work. Mm-hmm. That's well, probably like said, how I would. put you in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have churches here in Tennessee. You can't spit and not hit one. Mhm. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But uh, but you know, I I think there's a lot of things coming. I I think that um, we are definitely moving towards some sort of a um, climax. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen in November or in January or when it's coming. But there's definitely a cli- mm. we're building to a climax, and I don't know when yeah. it's coming, but but it, it definitely is, is is out there and sort of waiting for its time, and it, it, it'll 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 time it so that it's of the greatest difficulty for all of us. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, with your radar, you know, you probably hone in on something, whether it's premonition or just like. Something foreboding. For me, uh, this past, I don't know, this past week has been interesting because 
I don't know if it's the planes or not, but it's something that's gotten me really, really wound up. Not in a panicked way, but in a way of I'm in the midst of a battlefield. I'm in the war zone. I'm in, I'm in a, I feel like I'm in the, an area where I'm in the crossfire. So I need to look at where that. Are you lo- where are you located that. now? Though? I'm in the Rocky Mountains what? in the Colorado. Okay. Huh. Yeah. And I'm at altitude. I mean, I mean, not altitude, but I'm at elevation. So, you know, 8,500 feet. And I, I used to love it up here. I used to love to write up here, and, and it's always been beautiful, but everything's changing. And the mountains are changing. So it's very interesting. Well, the if you do anything, let me are know. Really, well, the, <laughs> I would say that the mountains are probably um, the place where there's a lot of uh, defense stuff. Yeah. And right. you're you're probably on a flight path for a good reason. Now, as far as transportation and everything goes, I think the tunnels underground are probably um, another thing that's probably um, creating a vibration for you. But the reason the flight paths are, ch- paths are changing, I think they follow the uh, tunnels. Hmm, that's interesting. I never thought about that. Highly possible. I know some of these flights are commercial and some are not. I actually tried to find it on when I looked it up, and you know, you try to track the flights, and some of them are unidentified. So that's interesting too. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah, well, think, you just know, man, when you're on the radar, it's like Rudolph. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Well, no, I think I think you're right. And energetically, I think what's going on is there is an amazing military buildup that we aren't we aren't aware of that's going on underground. Mm-hmm. And above. Yeah, I agree. I think it correlates to the skies as well. And I've been watching the skies like you wouldn't believe. I mean, just filming, watching, taking pictures. Yeah. It's been interesting. Well, you know how I, I, are, right? You're working energy and oh, consciousness. Yeah. I know you do this, but you know how the field changes when you're working magic or you're doing your thing uh-huh. energetically. And I've done that up here where I can look and I see the fields changing. I've even talked to you, I think, about how my eyes have actually seen the energy and now yeah. everything feels like it's becoming more weaponized. Like all of a sudden they've taken a vacuum and tried to reconfigure everything in my environment. And I think that's also part of it. But I, I think you're right. I think it has something to do with the, the types of uh, technologies and perhaps some of the things they're doing that is connected to military warfare or something other. I, yeah, I think that, that um, I think that while it looks like our government is weak, it's not. And and I feel, mm-hmm. and and I can't explain how, but I feel like we will do a first strike against someone, and I don't know who. But mm-hmm. but we will we will do a first strike, that will um. That that will probably. Be devastating somewhere, but I don't. I I know, I can't tell you exactly, how, when, or where. But I do believe mm-hmm. that our our military will do a first strike, mm-hmm. and I to prevent. And well, I don't. That's interesting. Yeah, no, the, and, and it, it and see, there's a difference here. I didn't say the government. I said our military. Correct. Mm-hmm. So while right. we all, we all perceive that that our our military takes the orders from the government, I don't think that's the case anymore. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there 
I think there is a level of our military that does not take orders from our government. And that's what's going right. to create a first strike. But you heard right it on. here, folks. <laughs> and you should put it on your page, but I, I heard it here too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I know they were concerned about Russia, this, that, the other, but uh, the first strike, I, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I would have to agree with you on that. And your radar is really good, so, yeah. Well, hold on Actually, to the ride. Get your cosmic surfboards out, you know, because I'm feeling yeah. something. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I feel like I need to get out of here. I'm feeling like I just want to leave. So Yeah, but where would yeah. you go? And I'm not like that. I don't know. That's my point. You know, to me, I'm always looking at living off planet, you know, and that's not a fantasy. That's me being a, a scientific mystic. And looking at yeah. how we can do these things, what the possibilities, how can we do this? You know, for me, I just feel like we're, it's a red zone, you know, it's like, I just gotta get here. <laughs> and I think the planes have yeah. really done that to me. But I've had, you know, well, I've been I think, the planes, and I think that's why. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think also um, HARP is going to have something to do with this as well. So, you know, I'm looking for first strike being almost an almost a natural disaster that is a surprise so whether it is something like and i'm saying like because this is just an example like triggering the new madrid fault line to go off so that it splits the country in half um interesting and it and of course i'm right in the middle of this so you know i'll have waterfront property maybe um i'm gonna say you'll be all right angels will take care of you uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not worried, but I'm, not, I'm, you know, I'm more. You're good. I'm more fascinated with with watching it happen and watching it evolve. I think also, um, you're going to see major weather disasters. You know, typhoons, hurricanes, um, tornadoes. The whole thing is, mm-hmm. is it's going to be overwhelming, and it has nothing. Hear me, it has nothing to do with climate change and everything mm-hmm. to do with manipulation of weather. And what's going to happen is they are going to eventually trigger something that they can't auto-correct. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And I don't know if you notice or not where you live, but the, the chemtrails, the geoengineering is off the rails over here. If you notice yeah. that at all. How are the skies? Are they blue? Can you see the sky and the sun? Can see the sky. Can see the blue. Um Actually, I'm right by an airport, but luckily, find wood to knock on. Um, I'm not in a flight path. And, oh, good um, for you. Yeah, I don't know how that happened because I am 15 minutes from the airport. Um, every wow. now and then, though, the Blackhawk helicopters go over. Hmm. So and and they're and they're military. Mm-hmm. So I I think people should should you know, be paying attention to the skies because the military helicopters are out there. They're all over the place. And it it must, it, again, it means that we are making ready for something. And okay. the other thing that, that, that I can see happening really fast is martial law being declared. Yeah, I, I've and, heard that as well, and I agree with you there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's not um, a good sign. I don't. I don't care for that because you. Yeah, that can that can get pretty dangerous. Martial law. Well, the the yeah. thing is, I see martial law being declared, and then, you know, it it's usually declared because of an emergency. But once it's declared, I'm not seeing 
the military letting go as soon as people think they should. So that could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But um, but but if it keeps us safe, that's what counts. Well, yeah, um, that word safe comes in a lot, but I don't feel very safe at all. Actually, the less, the more that gets delegated into people having control over us uh, or our destiny, I, I I'm very like that's when I get really like taking this wheel and trying to get my way. So yeah, but, but you, yeah, you know, you know. Polaris, both both you and I signed up to be here this time. That's what you say. I'm, I think my ship crashed. I, mean, I don't know about that. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's an accident. I think that, it's been an interesting that we ride. signed up to be here. I, I think that I think there are a lot of um not that not that you not not that, that, that I or you are ascended master, but I think we're wise people and we've been around a lot and so that we have an element of, of security and and trust and faith and all sorts of cool things to share with people but um i i sit back and i watch and i'm not i'm not well let me put it this way i'm not nervous and i'm not scared so i'm pretty sure i'm going to be mm-hmm. okay so if that's the case then you know within 15 20 miles around me should not be ground zero if it is right. a complaint to someone but you know and, and there is this feeling of it's okay i'm okay this mm-hmm. is you know this is something that humanity is going through and i'm watching it but i'm not living it and right. that's a big and, difference yeah you know it's 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 um i mean i'm counting pennies like everybody else is but it feels to me as though i just know things are going to be okay but i do know that we are only on the fringes of how bad it's going to get. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I agree with you on so, that too. And and that doesn't mean that that you know we're going to have the Russians invading on 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 the shores or anything like that. If anybody's going to invade, it's going to be the Chinese. But you know, because um, seeing how the Russians are doing at invading, I don't think they'd have much mm-hmm. luck crossing the ocean too. No, I see it more but, like an EMP thing. I, I do see it as a technological thing. And, and they have had the cyber hacking and this, that, and the other going on indirectly. But, you know, if anything at all, I think it would be technology, something to zap the system. But, you know, we have all kinds well, of satellite I, systems to, to counter these things. So, you know. Well, yeah, we do. And, and But I think what, what's really um, interesting is I don't think the cyber attacking is going to hit normal people. I think it's going to hit the big corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, of course, I agree. So, so that so that you know, you and I and, and our piddly little paychecks and stuff like that are going to be just fine. But but the large guys, the big guys, we're at a we're at a time and place where there are too many powerful corporate entities, and in order for the quote unquote one world government to come in here and take over, they have to get rid of those big corporate entities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, it's competition. Mhm. And a long time ago, um, it was it was um, Bell that had a um, that had a um, a hold on you know it it had a it it, it had total control of um, the telephones and they were forced by the government to break up into smaller companies mm-hmm. because they they were they had a um, 
monopoly going. And I do believe that that we're going to see something like that happening with a lot of the big corporate entities that are out there today. Um, I'd like to see some of those big corporate entities broken up into smaller ones, but um, I don't think at the mm-hmm. moment our government is strong enough to do that. But but it seems to me that, that we're going to be seeing a lot of um, the large, powerful corporate people now now there is there is speak of there's speak of there's talk of the fact that the 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 trilateral the 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 three most powerful cities in the world are washington d c the city of london and um the pope and the yep, these, I agree three, with that. these three entities are really um they're countries unto themselves. They are not part of the country mm-hmm. wherein they exist. So yeah, that, they're foreign that's countries. where DC is a foreign country. Yeah. Yeah. So those those three are going to be vying for taking over a lot of other stuff. Vatican City. Thank you, Mark. Um, so mm-hmm. hey, Mark. So so so. <laughs> It's nice to know he's listening. He gives me clues every now and then when I am searching he's for awesome. a word. Uh, he is awesome. He's so helpful. Um, he's great. So those those three um, are going to have to be dealt with. And in mm-hmm. Nostradamus prophecies, I believe they talk about um, the the city of the seven hills being destroyed. That would be Rome. Mm-hmm. And Rome's well, overdue, if you ask me. Quite honestly, <laughs> it's way overdue. Well, it's it, it is a little frightening for sure. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there there is a lot coming. That you know, speaking as somebody who just gets these little flashes now and then, and you know, I used to put them up on the website. I don't anymore because they're usually so so scary. I don't, you know, this. Website's supposed to be a supportive thing and saying, you know, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And and all I get are these things that 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 appear to be frightening, but but aren't. Um, mm-hmm. The new Madrid fault line going off. I mean, I swear to you, I believe it's going to go off again soon. Well, radar is always um, really good. I mean, when have you ever been wrong about your predictions? Let's look at it that way. You're pretty you're pretty accurate if you ask me. So. Um. You know what I keep seeing, is I, I, and I cancel the universe, I should say, but the dams are vulnerable. Yeah. Big time. So if I were, I don't oh. know why I keep, I, I mean, I just do. So I, I find them to be very vulnerable. Yeah. Hoover Dam going would be disaster. Right. Well, there's there's a couple of them, and there's even one, I don't want to say where it's located, but I just get a vibe, you know. And I, mean, I get those radar hits, you know, and I was like, you know, I just ignore them, but I'm like... <laughs> You know, as somebody who has that kind of background, we we both have that kind of detective mind too, where you can kind of yeah. look and see in and do an analysis, even on a spiritual level. <clears throat> excuse me, but it's also on, a, on an analytical level too. But it's just like it's like a pattern of lines, and you just see it. You see where the vulnerabilities are, you know, with the cracks in the wall, so to speak. I, I think, uh, yeah, something to at least you know, when spirit gives you that information, I would take note of that, not in a fear-based way, but preparation. Just be. Expect the unexpected, not that it's going to happen or has to happen, but just the idea behind it, that these are possibilities. Well, yeah, and I think um, 
it's 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 not it doesn't for me it doesn't come through as a you know uh alert 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 you know it comes through as a mm-hmm. knowingness i know mm-hmm. that, that 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 things are going to be happening i know that the madras new madras line is going to go off again and and i'm probably going to be here when it does now the last time it went off it was they said it it was the equivalent of a 9 on the richter scale it rang wow. bells in Philadelphia. It rang bells in Philadelphia. Are, are you familiar, uh, familiar at all with when it when it went off last time? You know, I think you might have talked about it a little bit on my show once. But if you want to refresh my memory, that would be awesome. It was eighteen thirty eight, eighteen thirty nine, in there someplace. And when it went off, the Mississippi ran backwards. Um, mm-hmm. It 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 was so devastating it wiped out i mean it, it in the 1830s you know the population wasn't that great along the fault line it is that great now and schools that are located along the fault line um from from what i've understood they have um survival kits um of three days food and water for each of the children in the schools in the schools now Mm-hmm. So, so they are, they they have the they have the material there just in case. Um, I keep I keep saying it's going to go off again. I mean, there have been um, there have been times when it felt like it was really it, it was really going to go because um, at one point the Mississippi was kind of it was running dry in areas that it shouldn't have, which would indicate that. Um, that, that there were holes, there were holes in the Mississippi, and it was going down into the mantle, um, you know, where the magma is. So that would probably have triggered um, something. Um, mm-hmm. Within the last couple of within the last couple of years, there have been a number of times when the animals started to walk out of Yellowstone, and that's a mega volcano. Um, mm-hmm. So. So knowing how our government and other governments as well have been playing with the weather and frequencies, um, it's the Haiti tsunami, I swear to you, was harp. I will bet bet money, at least up to $5, that it was harp. So, (laughs) you know, no higher. But um, mm-hmm. so so there's a lot going on that that is being masked as um, nature, which is not nature, but it's harp. And then they're blaming mm-hmm. um, they're they're blaming global warming for it, and it, it has right. nothing to do with global warming. It has to do with the frequencies that are being emitted by harp. And and I do believe that um you know they had the havana syndrome um mm-hmm. with, oh, with yeah. people yeah. In, it, there were people that were being attacked and having similar experiences at, at the white house and i mm-hmm. do believe that's harp, that's harp oriented yes yeah, it's aerial warfare without a doubt i think i might mention this to you but i got hit with something twice this past year and a half and it caused vertigo for a week and it was coming from the east and it was satellite driven so that happened to me <laughs> So 
how it wasn't energy. It wasn't spirit. I know that. It was definitely something technological. And it is um, interesting because I do agree they're terraforming this world in, in a sense of the uh, – that's why I watch the skies because I see them spraying. I see the geoengineering. This is not contrail. These are, this is engineering. They're literally uh-huh. manipulating, controlling weather patterns, and then they're blaming it on, on global warming. Well, no, that's not the case. This is, they're the cause. They're creating this. They're, they're actually exciting the atmosphere and creating this agenda in a sense of controlling and manipulating weather patterns. And I think it's more about control, like, you know, for other countries, causing droughts, doing this, that, the other. And I think it's going to be um, out of control at some point. I think you're right. I think they're going to lose control of this. At, at this point, you know, the skies are white here. We don't see the blue sky very much. I see it for 10 minutes in the morning. I see the sun for a very minimal amount of time, and then it's dim. There's nothing but wow. white skies now. I'm not kidding you. This is my point. I'm like, something's way bad. And this is happening uh, because the past three months it's been accentuated. So this is, And I'm not the only one. Other people are telling me in other states are getting it. So if you don't see that, count your blessings because it's bad here. Wow. Yeah. And also we've been well, getting those I, excited fires too, right? Remember? Uh, we just had another one, another in Boulder County. So there's another fire really? and they don't know the cause. Yeah. I mean, and people are like, well, what's going on with Boulder? And I'm like, look at the skies, people. I mean, come on. Look at the skies. Okay? Stop listening to mainstream news and look at the skies. Watch the skies. See the planes? I mean, don't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> get me started. But I, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm there with my binoculars checking these things out. It's my atmosphere. It's my perimeter, you know? It's common sense yeah. to look up and around your environment. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to be nosy. It's, it's right here, you know? Well, and it's there. You know, and I think you, you, that's it. Well, and what gets me is um, that I know the government asked the farmers to cut back on their wheat production. That's right. How coincidental. I mean, we get our wheat from Russia, and mm-hmm. and it, it, I, I, it, does, it doesn't make sense. We are capable of being self-sufficient, but we have cut ourselves off from being self-sufficient. It doesn't make sense. No, it's sabotage. It's sabotage, deliberate sabotage, if you ask me. That's the only way you can look at it. No, it's like it's like you know why why are they trying to just like I don't want to say suicide themselves, but literally that's what they're trying to do. It doesn't make any sense. Even like the water. I mean, we have infinite amounts of water and aquifers, and that's all getting kind of rearranged, so to speak. So yeah, I think uh-huh. that even even uh, I think Biden even mentioned it. Like you know, expect some some issues concerning food supply. So this is not, in my opinion, an accident. I, I think it's all by design. I really do. But I'm not here to be a guinea pig and. I don't want to play that. I, I don't. <laughs> so, so we'll see where these well, rules. Um, yeah. Well, I think we 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 sit back and we do our best to spread um, patience and love and and help people to find their center and and survive this kind of a of a process, this kind of warfare. Um, I, I just a couple of things that that I'm going to be watching carefully over the next nine months, nine months especially. Um, it feels as though the birth rate is going to be going down tremendously, and it mm-hmm. feels that um, divorce is going to be more frequent. I I think that that there is an irritant that is in the air that is causing mm-hmm. people to be 
to be less loving, less patient, less everything. Yep. So that there, so that there is this, 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 uh, 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 you know, this get out. I don't care. I don't love you. That you know, there's going to be a lot of that. So I would say the breakup of marriages or partnerships is going to mm-hmm. be increased as well. And and again, it's all it has to do with what what we've been going through. Normally, in like in New York City, whenever there was a blackout, nine months later there was a baby boom because mm-hmm. there was nothing else to do. Um, but we've been all isolated and confined for two years. Mm-hmm. One would think right. the birth rate would go up, but I will bet money that it goes down mm-hmm. dramatically, yeah, dramatically. Well, I think that's what they so, want. I, mean, I think they're trying to call, call that and geo. You know, I don't want to say geoengineering, that's the other word, uh, but culling the herd, so to speak. I think they were trying to do yeah, that. They're, well, they're culling the population, and, and mm-hmm. you know, theoretically that's what the war was about, but the only thing the war is doing is killing Russian soldiers just about. I mean, you know, they're taking the brunt of mm-hmm. it, and they didn't right. even well, know they were going to war. Right, yeah, according, and that's another thing, I'm looking at both sides of the, the mainstream news, and I just have to step away from it, because I find that something's not adding up with that either. But we'll figure it out, I'm sure, soon enough. I, I think that they're, um, you know, the U.S. is not about to to back down. And you were, you know, you're talking about, like, first strike attacks. I, I think that before the end of this year, we're going to have some major activity going on. And, I mean, the next month, April, to me, feels like a very intense timeline. So we'll see where, where we go with that. Well, it's, it's, it's going to be the military or a part of the military that has gone rogue, that is going to do mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I can and, see that. And I would I would say that that uh, I mean it, it's not people that really want to have a dictatorship. It's people that want to have freedom, and their freedoms are being taken away from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. even 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 in the military, their freedom is being taken away from them. So, you know, mm-hmm. how do you fight for mm-hmm. something that you don't have? You know, that's that's right. scary. Yeah, it is. Well, that's conditioning, too. I mean, they break them down and build them up their way in the military to comply uh-huh. with their programming. And, and, of course, by the time they realize that they're probably not doing the right thing, it's too late. You know, or they get they get out of the war and they come back home damaged and psychologically messed, messed up, you know. I mean, there's so much that can happen with that, if you ask me. But, yeah, this is a bad cycle. It's just uh, it, it, there are other ways to do things. And, and the whole idea behind controlling and manipulating and not honoring freedom is such a big deal. I, I just can't understand why people have to snuff out everybody's light, why they can't just coexist and can't just evolve. And it just it never really registers to me why people are like that. I just don't get it. Well, it is frightening, and, and it it you know most people just want to you know they, they want to have their job, they want to have their family, they want to live a good a good life, um, mm-hmm. and. But we're at a time where that's just not enough. It's not going to work. No. Um, we're not living. We're existing. I don't think anybody's really living anymore except the 1% or people who are super wealthy. And even them, they're living a program. They're not really living, per se. They just think they are. But that's my point. It's like, yeah, it's just happy. It's looking up at the stars. That's what I need, the magic of life, You know, absorbing energy from the cosmos or the trees or nature or animals. All those things are trying uh-huh. to suffocate, every single bit of it. 
right down to engineering the weather patterns and, 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 and then the whole skies. I love the sun. You know, I, I meditate with the sun, and it's a big deal for me to have them block it like that. I'm not the only one. You know, obviously other people probably know. But it's, it's like, you know, what, what's going on here? We could have had a beautiful little sunny day, blue skies, and they're just poisoning it. And under the guise of this uh, 2030 agenda, in my opinion, we're definitely controlling the weather patterns. So it's the climate accord for sure. But like I said, it's, they were, it's not global warming. It's them trying to create the atmospheric conditions. They're the cause and the effect uh-huh. of what we're seeing right now. It's unbelievable that this is, this is going on. Well, and, you know, when I, when I see, I've seen... I've seen two examples of this in the last couple of weeks. And it, it, to me, it's, you know, people strive to get a lot of money. And in the last two weeks, I've had two, two people that I know come into a lot of money. And, one would, and, and they've never had a lot of money before. So, and, and, you know, we're talking millions here. We're not talking five or 10,000. We're talking millions. And... Instead of being happy that they can be out of debt and secure, both of them are struggling and worried about how do they protect their money. And wow. I find oh, I find it fascinating. They've never had that mm-hmm. kind of money. They now have the security. They now have it. You know, they are both focused on. I have to protect the money. I have to make sure that I don't lose the money. And I, you know, it's kind of like, well, let's look at this. You never had the money before. You were fine. If you lose it, you lose it. It's, you know, you didn't earn it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? My goodness. But stop about, think about it. You know, if you suddenly got, say, say 15 or 20 million dollars. Now. I'd be happy as a clam. I I would be too, and and you know I'd pay off all my debts and I'd make sure some of my friends <laughs> paid off their debts and you know I, I it would be, but am I going to be worried about not having it? I oh. I was happy without it, you know. But so many people, when when they get to that place where where they suddenly have money that they never had before, the only thing they're worried about is protecting it so nobody takes it away from them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. And, and happily, I don't have that problem. <laughs> no, I don't either. I don't think I'll get it in this timeline. Um, but yeah, but I'd buy an island or something. I'd have a good old time with that. Start my own space program. Oh. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that would be on the top of the list. Move over, Musk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's great. No, you know, that's... I mean, yeah, people get paranoid. They get strange. They do. They do. And and it's it's kind of like. Well, for Pete's sakes, you know, um, spend it well and enjoy it and, you know, don't worry about tomorrow because, you know, the only thing we're guaranteed is right now. Mm -hmm. Can't do a thing about the past. The future may never happen. So right now is all you've got. So make it the best you can make it. Mm -hmm. Great advice. I agree. Yeah. No, love is important. Moments are precious. You know, everything is so precious. Life is precious. I'm telling you point blank, and I've always been like that. It's not like I just changed as I get older and the illusion of aging. No, I've always been that way. I've always appreciated everything. Love, relationships, happiness, people, the right people. I mean, the people that I had a connection to and my animals, you uh-huh. know, I, I just, that to me is sacred, you know. Those moments don't come again. They just don't come again. So, no. yeah, it's unfortunate. People aren't thinking, too. We were just talking about this the other day. It's like they have impulses. 
they're not they're acting under impulse but not under thinking. So they're not really backing up backing it up and thinking about anything. They're just kind of reacting. I noticed more and more uh, acceleration in crime. You were talking about that too, the anger, the rage, the excitement. It's almost like molecules in a microwave. Or maybe that has something to do with the transmissions in the aerial warfare, but there's definitely a change in, in behavioral patterns of people, I've noticed. Well, you know, we haven't we haven't even touched the fact that that there is a secret space program out there. There are several of them out there, and there is a war going on out there in the universe. It's not like it's all peace and lollipops. It's not all, you know, Federation this and Federation that. I mean, there there are we 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 easily can be getting some sort of um, energetic uh, energetic blows or or overwhelms from from cosmically what's going out so very near to us in in space that that our people are a part of and and I think because we there the, there are humans that are in in many of those spaceships and stuff their links are back here on earth and and you know if they sign up for a 20 and out they get memories wiped and stuff like that and put back in into their their place here on the earth plane but the reality is the energetic is out there there's an energetic of war out there it's not like it's not like it's the most peaceful place in the world and you know you, you can float around and make friends there's 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 a lot of stuff out there that's going on so I mm-hmm. think I think we're getting it it's it's raining down upon us that aspect of right. it as well. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuff in the cosmos, but I'm seeing more is uh some of the things that are happening when it comes down to the illusion of the solar system, I should say. But a lot of the changing connected to atmospheric conditions and you know, I call them celestial bodies, but that's also happening. Big changes on frequency on a universal scale, and you can kinda of even omit all the other stuff and just look at the elements of energy and how it's almost redefining each celestial body, and Earth is in the way. Earth is next, or the illusion of Earth, I should say. I would say the illusion of because there's so many different names, and this this world has been terraformed so many times over. But I see that. I mean, I see parallel blue through realities. I see a lot of things going on as we are star beings, and, and that there's always a war and an attack associated with free will and honoring the free will, which comes from the stars. I mean, it doesn't. people want to say it comes from God. I mean, we're co-creators, in my opinion. So we are an extension of source, and we have the capabilities, we have that uh, ability that's free will oriented. So we don't have to sit here and ask for permission to be free. That's foolishness. I, I, I don't understand that on this world, and I never will. But yeah, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of blowback coming in right now, and also the karmic patterning connected to all the misuse of technologies and weapon systems and psychological operations and abuse and torture. I mean, we can go out down a checklist. Think about all the things that have happened alone here in this world or on this world for centuries that are now probably coming into where they're bubbling up. And it has to be blown out. It has to be cleared or transmuted. That's true. And and you know you sit back and you and you take a look at all that. And um, karmically speaking, I mean, humanity has, in my opinion, screwed up. Um, oh yeah. I I, I, I know that that that. that if we looked at, at the cycle of the root races and stuff like that, we're in the Aryan root race. That's the most materialistic of them all. That's the that's the most um, down to earth, you know, with very little spiritual input at all. And and that 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 this particular root race will take us towards destruction, 
and and to a time where teachers or wise people from another dimension will come in and take the survivors and educate them to be able to grow and evolve and you know move into a golden age of some sort but so we're at the very bottom of the barrel and you mm-hmm. know if you know i have i have a good friend who says well jesus is going to come riding in on this white horse and save us all and you know i just look at her and it's like don't think so um first of all whose side would he be on and second of all who would listen to him well, they, I mean, they wouldn't listen. But, you know, yeah. there are aspects of that divine energy, too. You know, the whole idea about praying for someone to help you when you have the ability to do it yourself, kind of like those ruby slippers again, once again, you know, you have the ability. We do uh-huh. have a great ability to do miraculous things. You know, when you talk about, um, and even in, I talk about interceptor, the idea behind taking a certain percentage of beings off world, I think of the moon as, you know, kind of an intercept or a, lifebo- a lifeboat sometimes. <laughs> Wouldn't it make a great uh-huh. lifeboat, um, you know, or an ark of some kind? But that's that's speculation. But, you know, the idea behind, you know, what what can we get? What could be the next jump point as close proximity to get out of here? That would be one of them uh, insofar as just trying to get out. Well, I It'll think, all work out. You know, I do believe it will. But we are in a strange world right now. We're in a really strange space time. Oh, we are. There, there's just there's absolutely no doubt about it. And and it, it it we're we're on a downward slope, and you know we're picking up momentum. Now our, once we get to the bottom, we'll start climbing again. But um, you know I, we we have like seventeen thousand years before the next mass destruction hits us. So we we've got a long way to go, and it just seems to me that that. You know, humanity could change. Humanity could move in different directions. And when you look at, um, I don't even watch the news anymore. I don't. I don't watch any of those programs that have any political anything to them, because mm-hmm. they're, they're they're mostly lies. And the people oh, yeah. that are talking, the people that are that are you know handing out the information, they don't realize they're lies. They think it's the truth. And mm-hmm. and because they're not quote unquote quote reporters anymore, they are more um, you know they're they're anchors, they're anchor people. They're not reporters. They just read the news. They don't report mm-hmm. the news. So it's like, it's you know, like, um, propaganda. I like to say, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. They and, just, and they do what they're told. Unfortunately. This is what I mean by complying with a program that's not effective or, or maybe even defective. People have to start to think. Like, read a book, and then we're doing an analysis with Manly P. Hall. You know, right or wrong, we're, we're looking at it. Um, these people uh-huh. get information, whether it's news or anything else. Don't they look at their information and say, wait a minute, this doesn't sound right? Don't you proof your data? Or, I mean, I don't understand that aspect, and I, I understand the politics involved. That's why I don't watch it either. I don't pay attention to it. Uh, but I do pay attention to the situation awareness of my own antenna, what I pick up on. Oh yeah, and 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 the reality is that that there's so there's so much going. They're they're intentionally flooding the market with stuff that isn't true, so what is true can't get through. Mm-hmm. And and it's very hard to find the 
um, the, the material that has a ring of truth to it. So it's kind of like, you know, how do we do this? How do we just get the truth? How do we find the truth and and um, and then report it? So, mm-hmm. you know, I I mean, I, I can play I doubt it with just about everything that's being said on every news broadcast. I mean, mm-hmm. I... Yeah. I I mean, there are. I mean, they're all speaking out of turn, and you know, like you got to you got to kill this leader, you've got to take out this leader or take out that leader, or 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 the group the 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 party doesn't like this person, so that they're going to put them out of the way or get them out of the way. I mean, we're at a place here where people are 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 in very veiled terms and not thickly veiled either. They're talking about killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're they're doing it so casually. It's almost as though, don't you realize you're thinking about taking a human life and, and a human life that probably has a family and and children and you know they they may be a creep, but they still have children. Yeah, well, who gave them the right to be God? I mean, the illusion of right. That's what it boils down to. And I don't want to say the, the P match, the pissing match, but it is. I mean, it's like they just want to sit there and prop themselves up. You want to think about, you know, their feathers out there like roosters. I mean, it's always about the ego with these guys, even the women. Yeah. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. But they don't they don't have the right to do what they're doing. I mean, they, they take the authority. A lot of them are public servants. They're they're literally supposed to be working for us. Uh, and they they haven't honored that at all. They don't honor a whole lot. So it's very corrupt, unfortunately. I, you know, my grandfather was in politics, and, and you know, we're talking like a hundred years ago, and mm-hmm. I have a, I have a feeling that he would be so outraged by what has happened with politics. Um, it, you know, if somebody is in politics, I, I tend to, I don't care how good they look, I can't, I tend to mistrust them, because I know that oh, they yeah. have to have backing in order to be in office. And in order to get the backing, they have to give favors, and in giving the favors, they're corrupting their integrity. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's a game. It's like that club again. But nobody wants to yeah. be part of that club. You know, they seem to think that it's just a bad scene. It's almost like selling your life away at the crossroads, you know. There's something wrong with oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's somehow, some way, it may seem appealing and glamorous, but somehow, some way, it goes down a very dark spiral. Yeah, and yet, and yet, you know, the 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 money that the people have that belong to those clubs is just outrageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh looking, yeah, they're not feeling anything. At, yeah. No, no, and I, I'm looking at the Bohemian Club. Now, how that club has mm-hmm. has survived for this long um, is is definitely a testimony to what money can buy, because mm-hmm. nobody's. Nobody's gotten in there. Nobody has seen what's going on. They just know the people that go there and, and their importance and how they are the movers and the groovers type stuff. Um, same with the Bilderberg Group. Same with mm-hmm. you know any any of these large corporate things. Um, they they just don't give you a chance. And and those yeah. of us that are that are struggling. I mean I. I Definitely, I, I kid around with Jeannie, my friend, um, that I used to be lower middle class. Now I'm upper, lower class because there is no more middle class. It's gone. Right. It's poverty now. 
You have to be, well, even yeah. upper middle class went to middle class to lower, basically almost poverty. The past two years, a great sabotage took place. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Everybody, not everybody, but quite a few people. Yeah, it's no good. So, and, and these people that are there, the one percenters that are trying to control all this stuff, they're not the first contact. They're not extraterrestrials. I mean, they're just people with a lot of money, most of the time criminal backgrounds. I mean, it's a big club of mafia-oriented tactics, oh, in my yeah. opinion. So you're dealing with that level of corruption, the illusion and delusion of power, which is a very dangerous pe- place to navigate on because it's it's not tangible, but they think it is. It's very fragile, actually. But they're nothing. I mean, they're really nothing. I think once they realize people are very intelligent, not everybody, but once they realize the gnosis of people and their capabilities, it becomes a threat. It becomes a threat because they want to be king of the hill for everything. They want to buy the world, own the world. They want to own everything, the moon, you name it. It's greed beyond greed. I mean, you talk about people who are obsessed with power. My goodness. It It is, and it's frightening. And, and Yeah, it's just like not ascended at all, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, and you, you know, you think of people that that you would have said were at least teachers here, and and Mother Teresa comes to mind. So does Gandhi, um, and you know, then then you go back in history and you you pick up Buddha and and all of those guys. But the people that that have the most wisdom and gnosis and are able to teach um, are also the poorest. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, there, yeah. and you, and yet, we look to the rich to be our leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, now that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Not at all. I don't look to them. I never thought they were very impressive. I, I, even when I was younger, I never paid attention to that whole scene. Like even the people in Hollywood, how they, you know, people idolize people and they lose the fame and power. I never idolized anybody. I just treated them the same way I would want to be treated. I didn't think they were anything mm-hmm. special, but there's that strength that goes on, you know. And they want to emulate these people, and these people are like, you don't want to emulate them, really. So, no, I, I think to do with spirit. Well, what people are emulating is is the the um, archetype they're representing, not actually the person who is doing is. The focus. Um, mm-hmm. So, so they've achieved a certain amount of recognition, and you relate it to an archetype. And the archetype, you know, in, in many cases, especially with actors and actresses, it's a role they have pl- played that touched you greatly, not how they're actually living their lives. Because you know, most of those people are. They've got weird lives. They they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, they're strange. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. Program, no doubt. More, more than yeah. like handlers and all kinds of strange drama. The weirdest drama you could possibly think of, more than likely. You know that kind of weird going on. I, I would think so because you know when you where you have massive money, you have massive abuse, and you have massive. Mm-hmm. Corruption. I mean, it just it, it, and yet you've got people like like um, Bill Gates and all of those guys that appear to be trying to help humanity, but in reality are not. No, of course not. It's it's, uh, it's very strange. Like he's the one that wanted to dim the skies, and I don't know what he has against the sun, but I'm kind of annoyed with that. So <laughs> this doesn't work for me. 
you know. I, I like the sun. I love the sun. So, yeah, it's very weird. But, yeah, they, they get really crazy. I mean, they get kind of dysfunctional. Not as I think they were ever dysfunctional to begin with. I think that it's under the guise. They put a persona on. People believe the persona, just like a good actor. But in the end, it's like they're not good people, and you don't want to be around them. So I think that's what it boils down to. And these politicians are toxic. I mean, I can't be around that. I mean, there was a side of me that would always say, well, I, I wouldn't. I would. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in politics, but part of me would like to change some of the things in politics. But I would never be able to do that because I don't like that toxicity. I don't like the behavior and the programming and the deception and the lying to people's faces. I just like, you know, there's no integrity there. Too much corruption. No. It's got to go. Terrible. Well, you're right. It has to go. And it's just how do you get rid of it? How do you get rid of it when it's so ingrained within? I mean, first of all, you got Supreme Court judges with not only do they have their um, their job for life, but they also have mm-hmm. their paycheck for life if they retire. See, I don't and think that's they make, at all. They they make I think over two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, to do nothing, sit there and whine. Yeah, and and project their negativity on everybody else. No, I think the whole system's so corrupted and so dysfunctional. It really just needs to go. To be honest with you, I think we've had this discussion before. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve themselves. At some point, they're going to realize it's not even healthy for them. It's really just the whole thing. I'm talking globally too. It's a mess. So maybe the great reset is really just about eliminating all that on a global scale. Well, and if was, they keep pursuing this war, it might go that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, sooner or later, somebody is going to drop a nuclear bomb. So, or even so worse, everybody but run, yeah. Everybody run out and get your iodine tablets. Um, yeah, but, I have a liquid it, one that's really nice, too. Go ahead. Um, many years ago, there was a there was a uh, TV show called Soul Survivor, mm-hmm. and it it's it spoke of um, whenever there's a State of the Union message, everybody has to be there. You know, all of the Congress, all of the Senate, Supreme Court justices, uh, the cabinet, everybody has to be there, and they they leave one person out of the cabinet just in case something happens and there's a wipeout of all of that and in this in this particular show there are bombs set and it wipes out everybody and so the sole survivor has to start put the government back together and it was a fabulous fabulous show it it was mm. i think it was two seasons if not three and um it was spectacular how he he put the government back together and he did it from a he was he was the low man on the totem pole as far as the cabinet went and he just put it together more simply and it really worked and he did mm-hmm. it as an independent so he was neither party and mm-hmm. it 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 really looked like it was working well, and then, of course, they took it off the air. So, oh, you know, I didn't any, see that one. Oh, it's so worth watching. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can get oh, it on YouTube or something. It's right. uh, Soul Survivor. Well, they Survivor do the underground bunkers, it, you know. Okay, I'll look back for it. But they have yeah, you know, underground yeah, bunkers. I, you know, these guys aren't going to sweat bullets. I mean, if they do have a launch sequence, these guys are protected. It's, it's us. It's people here walking around unless you have your own underground area. 
uh, that we're the ones that are going to be suffering the consequences of the collateral oh, yeah. damage. But yeah, they're they're fine. I mean, they're all taken care of. That's only if they have warning. They didn't have warning. Sure. These were just bombs set that were in at at the Capitol. So and they they totally wiped out everybody. Mm, wow. It was yeah, really a cool show. That mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, you know, I think, but you know, it's like everything's at a it's, it's at a tipping point right now. So a lot of weird going on. I think anything can happen, quite honestly. Well, I I know that our system doesn't work. And I mm-hmm. don't know how to make it work because the corruption goes so deep. So right. I, I don't know if it's if it's possible to um, to make the changes that are needful to to pull the, the 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 government, the people, into again a we the people. You know, I mean it, it's uh, it's so divided. Yeah. That, that people aren't working together anymore. There is no across the aisle. There is no, you know, what's good for the people. They they put their bills up and they throw such garbage in them that mm-hmm. that huge huge amounts of money go for the stupidest things in the world. And you know, you you do begin to wonder where are these people coming from? What are they thinking? That right. that um. You know the country is is being invaded by people who are running away from other forms of government, and they're they're. Uh, I mean, people are coming in at the southern border from Lithuania, from Ukraine, from everywhere. I mean, it oh yeah, Russia, just... even Russia. Yeah, that's amazing. So, to watch this influx. I don't think this is a, spa- a safe space for them in a sense of we're very vulnerable on, on a planetary scale in the illusion of with Earth changes, like you were describing. I don't think this is a good place. South America would have been better, to be honest. Costa Rica, or oh, closer think, to the equator, oh, in my opinion. No, you're absolutely right. It would have been. But, you know, they don't have the streets paved with gold like we do here. Or the um, illusion of that, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that gold street? I want to see that. Yeah, you're not alone. I think it's it's with... Um, Oh gosh, it's with Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz that that uh, yellow brick road. Uh, yeah. But but I, you know, how do you you can't turn away people who are running for their lives? So what do no, you do? No, but they're going to be right. I get it. But at the same time, we're getting a lot of criminal activity, and as we probably I don't know if we touched on this, but the spiking of crime, this this whole border thing has been going on. We, we're getting very dangerous. It's getting very dangerous out there just in the daytime, just for everyone. And that is negligence. That's complete negligence when you're not securing your perimeter like that. So I don't know. It doesn't look very very good. But the whole idea behind good behavior is really being highly spiritual, in my opinion. Because when you're advanced in consciousness Mm -hmm. and you're spiritual, you don't don't behave that way. And this is my point. That's why spirituality is such a big deal, because your, your gnosis is evolved and ascended enough not to engage in those things. But these people are just operating as entities. They're not, there's nobody driving the ship. I mean, it's crazy. And yet they're they're out there running running rogue and making ir- irrational decisions. And yeah, I mean, I just look at it from a parallax view, but it's you know, it's just like wow, <laughs> no good. Well, they're 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 um they're murdering, they're stealing, they're they're being dumped in cities at night as 
told, you know, here, here you are, welcome home, and and they have nowhere to go. I mean, I'm sure the yep. majority of them want want to work and want to have a good life, but but it's hard to have a good life these days because there's you know and and yes we have we have tons and tons and tons of jobs that our own people won't take that these people will but in mm-hmm. essence isn't that creating a slave class again you bet that's what i kept saying it's the new plantation no offense to anybody it's not about color it's about enslavement and yeah that's what i'm seeing i think that's one of the reasons they wanted that border open but I think they're creating a monster out of control, and and it's obvious to me. I mean, it's I monitor a lot of things. I, I don't get obsessed with it, but I watch the crime spikes, and you know, it's not going to get any better. And then that's nothing compared to with a bigger scenery, with this whole you know potential strike against the U.S. or vice versa. I mean, it's just it's ever it's really really ramped up, really ramped up. It's taking away from our spirit, you know. It's taking away from our essence and the holy grail, like we were we kind of diverted. <laughs> But but the grill of light, you know, that, that grill of truth is being swept away by what they want to do. They want to control a narrative and write down to an outcome to their behavioral patterns. When we're looking at higher consciousness and, and, and advanced technologies on a higher level of our divinity, we're not looking in their realm. We don't want to be part of the realm. At least I can speak for myself, but I don't I don't want to engage with these people anymore. I want to go to this field of where everything is smooth. I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. So I think most people really don't need to do it either. I and mean, the animals are also suffering. Because they're kind of swept along for the ride. And they didn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a very um, unusual time. Uh, you know, in, in a way, it's fascinating to watch. In another way, mm-hmm. it's scary. And, and, and you know, you, you sit back and it's like, okay, so is there anything I can do? Is there anything I can do to make things better? And there's not... Um, so, you know, you hit you hit those people that you touch, you, you touch people's lives, those people whose lives you touch, and your family and your friends, and you put it out there that way. But but you're 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 kind of um, you, it's sort of like you know the little Dutch boy with his finger in the dike. You you plug mm-hmm. one hole and then three more open up, and you got to the point where you have more than than ten holes, and you know you're overwhelmed by it because right. the the powers that be, the the people that are trying to, I know they're trying to initiate a one world government, but humanity isn't to a point where they will fold into it. They will mm-hmm. fight it. Oh I mean, yeah. A ta- so the, the the time will come when humanity will think that this is perfect, this is right, and this is a good thing. But nobody's going to think that now. So the the one world government people had best go beneath ground again and wait for a mm-hmm. better opportunity because this is not it. Um, I agree. I mean, the people that we have too many people who are militia oriented in this country. They'll fight back. Um, they mm-hmm. they you know I, I'm sorry even, even on a military scale, you know yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are not we are not a, a people, a species that will um, fold into a one world anything. One right. world language, one world. You know. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. That's what I'm no, like. I, you know, I, I, I'm all for good order. I like order out of chaos. I really do. 
But I don't go for enslavement or poverty or abuse, whether it's psychological, physical, mental, whatever they're trying to do. You know, they're not anybody's parents, okay? They're not mama. They're not daddy. They're not God. It's just, this has got to stop. This, this, just because you have the money to pull it off doesn't mean you should, right? Isn't that really what it boils well, down to? I, I think that, you know, even if you think you have, you know, all, all the cards are in your basket, you know, your basket's got a hole in it right now. Um, That's right. It won't. It won't work now. Dictatorship won't work now. It just won't. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah. so, um, but the day will come. The day will come when humanity will flow into it and be grateful for it. This is not that day. I agree. And yeah, well, just keep yeah. your cosmic surfboard out. You know, don't get on the Titanic. I think it feels like the Titanic. You know, they're always setting out the signal SOS SOS. <laughs> And nobody's listening. You, and the ship's going down. <laughs> well, you, you know, on the on the fourteenth, I think fourteenth mm-hmm. of this month is the hundred and fortieth anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep, I've had visions of that ship before. I know everybody has because we can dial into it. But I think I told you that story, didn't I? Or no? It was wild. No. Yeah, I was watching. I was a teenager. And uh, there was a show on, and they were, they were interviewing a woman who had one of the survivors of the Titanic. It was a long time ago. But I remember I was just listening to her, and all of a sudden the room started to change, and the vibration started to change, and I heard the propulsion of the ship, and I started, like, phasing into that. And I got very scared, and I ran outside the door and put my head against the door um, on the outside of the of outside because I ran outside, and I had my head on the outside of the door, but we just painted it. And I had paint on my my hair and everything came up and asked me, are you all right? And and it brought me back because I literally went there. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't want to see that again. So that was when I was young and didn't control a lot of my energy. Psychically, Uh I could dial into people. And just by her voice, I mean, it was just like really interesting. But I remember that. So, yeah, I know everybody has this thing with the Titanic. I think it's part of the collective. You know, we always kind of, you know, some people think they were there. I, I don't care for that at all because I, I can see too much in that. So I back away from it. At least back in the day I did. Yeah. I was young though. I was only like yeah. thirteen years old maybe. I was very young. Well wait, it 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 was over a hundred years ago that it mm-hmm. sank. Well there was a survivor on there because I remember somebody interviewing a lady who was a survivor of the Titanic. Maybe she was a baby oh, yeah. or something. Well, yeah, there there were there were definitely survivors. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I know, videos. I know. You can find them on video. Oh, yeah. I, well, I've got um, Charlie Pellegrino on the, on the show on the 14th for the anniversary. And he's been he's been down to the ship in the, in the submersible and, oh, nice. and seen what the ship looks like, you know, now. And... Uh, it's uh, he's written like three books on the whole thing. It's really quite fascinating. But uh, very cool. There's there's actually a, a really good new show on. It's on I believe the History Channel. It's called I Was There. Um, long long ago long 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 ago when TV started, they had a show called You Were There. And what they did was they took you with a reporter and put you into things in history that had happened and you know you were kind of talking to the people that were there present like one of the ones I remember was the assassination of Lincoln and oh, oh, wow. this this new show 
called I Was There goes in, what, what I like about it is is they investigate um, major events, but they bring up new material that that you know that hadn't been out there. So that so that they're giving you new material about ancient uh, ancient things that have happened or or things in history, and and that they have new information on them, like when the Titanic hit the iceberg and they came to a full stop. The captain then had them go ahead half speed, which which um, which made the sinking happen faster. Mm. So there were and, and there were a lot of other you know things that came out in the show. So the show is very interesting. It's well researched. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, it sounds neat. Yeah, it, they had the Hindenburg on. They had um, oh, wow. oh gosh, they had. Amityville Horror, they did. That's another one that used to yeah. creep me out as a kid. The Hindenburg area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, yeah. that was quite phenomenal. But but they give you more information on what happened, which is really kind of exciting mm-hmm. and and, um, and educational. But it it I, I keep thinking back to um, because I remember when there were no TVs, and then I remember the first TV that came in. This, the box was big, but the screen was was not much bigger than oh a, a tablet. You know, it was that mm-hmm. small. And uh, usually the test pattern was there, unless of course it was six o'clock or eleven o'clock news, oh, right? Yeah. Or there was mm-hmm. or there was a show on. So yes, I'm that old. That would old. be a sign off of the national anthem too, and all that, right? Yes. You know, they didn't start yeah. broadcasting twenty four seven until the eighties. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. Now it's crazy. Now everything's digital craziness. You know, Robert Ballard, oh, no. he was the one I met him in person. I don't know if you've ever interviewed him or not. This was a long time ago. But he was uh, he was, he was one of the first, I think, to discover the Titanic, if I'm not mistaken, in so far as uh, sending a little submersible down there. Oh, wow. He's still no, around. No, he sure. Well, it's just... Um... It's it's another time. It's it's a, a moment out of time when when you when you see the stuff laying on the sea floor and um, mm-hmm. you see the artifacts that they brought up. Uh, phenomenal. Right. And the, the but but one other thing that was interesting: four of the wealthiest men in the United States were on that, and they died. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Before, there's a lot yeah, of. Um, Mystery around that, shall we say? The ship itself and uh-huh. possible sabotage oriented. And, you know, I don't believe in accidents, in the illusion of accidents. I think everything has its, there's a pattern to a lot of things, especially with that. I well, find it an interesting know, the, uh, event, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that they didn't have enough lifeboats and that the compartments had doors that sealed, but but the overheads weren't sealed, so the water could just mm-hmm. go over the top of the door. So, um Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely um, an elegant elegant. It, I, I've read the book and I've I've seen a couple of well I've read a couple of books and I've seen of course the the uh, the sinking of the Titanic which of course is mm-hmm. classic and uh, you know it's, it's again something that you know you you just can't believe something like that happens in this world and I'm sure we'll have more events like that 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 will 
touch all mm-hmm. of us deeply. But you I know, agree. as we get older, yeah, unbelievable. Um, I hear your chimes in the background, by the way. Yes, that that's telling me it's that so it's pretty. close to time. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. I thought it was like your wind chimes. No, that's my clock. Oh, um, I it love it. Class- that's beautiful. Plays classical music every hour on the hour. Nice. And uh, it, it, I wake up to um, Rites of Spring, which is kind of cool. It just mm-hmm. happens very that pretty. way. It's very peaceful. It, it's very peaceful. Um, but we're down to like three minutes, so you want to give um, people your shows and where you can be gotten and stuff like that there? Well, certainly. And thank you again. This has been a wonderful episode. I'm glad you're here and we had a great brainstorm there. Um, thank you very, very oh, yeah. for tuning in. Yeah, you can listen to my other radio show, Hyperspace on KCUR, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific on, on Friday nights. And then, of course, Raven Star Switching Hour, and that's on Saturday nights, 12 midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific. And always a pleasure to connect with you, Barbara. I know we started off with the book. We always need, kind of go to a different universe, but that's okay. <laughs> it was fantastic. I, I, I guess we have a, a jumping off place. That's about it. Well, we're looking at um, it like, okay, where do we want to go from here? <laughs> I do love the Grail, <laughs> and I love King Arthur. I think we pulled the sword from oh, yeah. the stone. Oh, yeah. That that was my favorite Disney cartoon. I could almost lip sync it. Um, but I digress. Um, I, thank you so much for, for your time and your energy, and, and, you know, we will look forward to another, another show uh, the last Sunday of the month in April. Spring will be sprung by then for sure, and um, you know I I, I thank everybody for uh, watching and listening, listening mostly uh, Neon Twilight. Uh, Having Solaris here on Nightlight is is you know one of my high spots for the month. I thoroughly enjoy being able to um, share information with her, and you are always a font of wisdom and information and and uh, and good humor too. So I thank well, you for being so here. Likewise, so you. An honor. <laughs> an honor. We will be back at you uh, next month, and unless, of course, something spontaneously wonderful happens, and we and we throw a show up, but we'll let you know. Just keep watching the the website, and uh, if you follow on YouTube, they'll let you know when a show is happening as well. So for for now, thank you very much, everybody, for watching. This is Neon Twilight. Signing off.